Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining Hold the Gravy Podcast. My name is Hunter Romero. Thank you for clicking on episode three. I'm going to keep this one quick. We're still showcasing our interviews that we recorded live from the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off located in New Iberia, Louisiana. Today we bring to you not one, but two interviews from the New Iberia World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off. I got a chance to sit down with a guy from New Jersey who joined the cook-off, brought his family, brought his team down, competed against some really hardcore Louisiana gumbo cookers. I got a chance to taste some of his gumbo, and let me just say it was absolutely a pleasure to taste a gumbo, not from just Louisiana, but from somebody who cooks it all the way from New Jersey. He is a fan of our culture. Our culture has brought him down to visit, and now he is participating in his own gumbos, and to me, that is very special. If somebody said, this is from Kaplan, I would have believed it. It was incredible. From Ortley Beach, New Jersey, Mr. Dale Barlett. But first, I want to bring you an interview with two guys I was able to sit down with that host their own podcast called The Gumbo Show. I was actually not the only podcast host on site, so we decided to sit down, and I really enjoyed talking to these guys. They have a whole podcast where they talk nothing but gumbo, Louisiana culture, Louisiana cuisine. Very glad to welcome Mr. Feynman Roberts and Brent Barksdale. You can buy your seafood directly from the e-commerce website, Louisiana Direct Seafood Shop. We have the Farmer's Market the first Saturday of the month from March through December. We do the Farmer's Market in the summer. The only two months we don't have it are January and February. Depending on how July 4th falls, we usually don't have one in July either. Once again, this is Hold the Gravy Podcast. See you on the other side. Yeah, you are eating good, but... Man, I'm sitting here with... Some cats right here from the Gumbo Show, and I just want to commend y'all's logo first. This is a great, this is great swag right that here. That is that guy to my left right there. That Man. is Brent Barksdale on the uh, on the logo on the right Photoshop. On I got the... a guy. I didn't do it. I had a guy. Ah, there you go. Man, it's beautiful. Thank I you. didn't even know there was another podcast out here. Uh, necessarily the Gumbo Show yeah. out here. And they so. put us on the opposite sides of the festival. Right. Maybe for a reason. They were worried there might be a Gumbo Rumble. A Rumble. A, a podcast Rumble. We might just we might just they have wanted to throw us, down. Yeah, they wanted us to not know about each right. other until the end of the day. <laughs> right. And then we were like, okay. But next year we're going to do Podcast Row. Right. We're going to have a whole studio with air conditioning. People <laughs> can come to see us. That's I like, it. I mean, you know, the Super Bowl has its radio row. This is the real Super Bowl. It right really here. is. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. I mean, for them to just give you that bowl of gumbo for only two tickets and only. then the first bite you pick up and there's right. a sausage, a tasso in there, a shrimp. It's, it's everything. It's everything magic. you need. It's magic. It is, it is magic. Yes. So uh, tell me about y'all's show. How long have y'all been? Yeah. I'll, I'll go first and I'll tell a horrible version. He'll tell the complete a professional version, but basically Feynman and I went to high school uh, and our other co-host is somebody I've worked with forever and we would all send gumbo pictures to each other for years and I have no idea but for some reason everybody's podcasting 
So let's let's just do a podcast where we talk about gumbo. And my favorite part of the of the podcast is where people people ask us, "Hey, what do you? But what do y'all talk about? <laughs> Say we talk about gumbo, man. Yeah, but now, what now about famine, it? famine. You could tell the professional version. Now, I mean that, the, the the story behind the story that Brent's not telling you is that Brent, ever since I've known him, since we were in high school together in Baton Rouge, was a gumbo fanatic. And yeah, years ago he started. We started just sending gumbo pictures to each other. And then Brent said, "Man, everybody's got a podcast, including Brent's son, who is a musician in Texas, and he's got a podcast." And Brent was like, "Man, we can do a podcast. Let's do a podcast about gumbo." And that, that is literally what we've been doing for about 10 months now. Yeah. We're in the, we've probably got 30 something, maybe close to 40 episodes we've yep. done. Wow. Just, uh, sometimes it's just us talking about gumbo. Sometimes we have guests on to talk about this or that to do with gumbo. It's been a ton of fun. We've met a lot of people. We've talked a lot about gumbo and uh, it's been great. And now we're here. That's, That's amazing. Right. Well, congratulations yeah. on your your first thirty or forty episodes. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's in such fun. a niche a niche market niche <laughs> subject. I disagree. Everybody <laughs> should be talking about gumbo. No, but we've actually had actual uh, luminaries in the gumbo world on our podcast. Not just this weekend. Who did you you had uh, tell us about your special guest that you brought to the table, Feynman? Well, I mean, we had in one of our one of our first episodes, we had uh, a New Orleans food writer writes for NOLA.com, Ian McNulty. Uh, he came on in one of our first episodes, was great. Um, and we also had Brett Anderson, who now writes about food for the New York Times, but for a long time was at the Times Picayune in New Orleans. And he wrote a great article, I think in 2019, uh, called Gumbo is Dead, Long Live Gumbo, and just talked about the history and the evolution. He came on an episode. We've had tons of chefs and cooks and people who just love gumbo. Uh, come on, it's it's actually been educational and just a lot of fun for us. So we've yeah. had some have you some learned really anything this weekend? We learned a lot this weekend, and from our our guest, we learned we ask him what their secret is, and that's a that's you know personally that just helps us because we've used several of those tips on our gumbos. Well, but sure. It, how's your weekend? Have you I, learned anything? It's been good, man. It's we've talked with the ten-time winner in booth number one, yeah, Chef Louvier, and he uh, he's. It's like cracking open, you know. Oh yeah. He, he's got so many more secrets to reveal, and it's almost like you're chasing that gumbo dragon with him. It's yes. like, where are you gonna cook next? And he's like, well, I don't know. You got to find me, kind of yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. I, I respect that, and I respect that hustle and and what he does. And of course, man, I learned so much and tried to get out any top secret information I could. He actually said he did the first thing ever. He made his own seafood sausage yep. to yep. put into his gumbo. So that that's it worked. It was magnificent. Good. Yeah, I, I was in line at eleven and missed out. It was sold out. Oh, you missed it? Yeah. Oh man. Oh, uh, we got. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what we did. Yeah. We got a lot. We got some bowls. Maybe it was our fault. You probably, it was because we were two doors down, two booths down. So we got to as clean soon as up. they yeah, were serving. Had the prime we, spot. We went over there and yeah, it was yeah. that gumbo was amazing. And I, I tell you, with Curtis Louvier and that group. You feel like 20 years ago they had the secret of gumbo figured out. Right. But what's great is they just keep advancing it. Like want like with the sausage this year. Just I've never had a seafood gumbo that was that good. It was so amazing. And and it's just there is no one simple secret of gumbo. It's you can, you're always going to be chasing right the perfect bowl. It's and, like a churn. You know you yep. just continuously just try more and more and more. And then he's like, well, this one worked. This one worked too, and I mean, he probably doesn't make anything bad, but yeah. yeah, my grandpa did tell me one secret, that every time he cooks the seafood gumbo, 
on the side, he's cooking a crawfish etouffee. And then right at the end, he's dumping it in the what? seafood gumbo. And there it is. There it is. And then my dad does it too. And it's like, what? man, yeah. So it's like a, wow. that's kind of my own, I guess, Romero family secret yeah. that I may have just revealed to I the mean, world. But Well, yeah, it's not a secret anymore. Yeah, sorry. I, I just told the guys that you don't tell on the gumbo show the secrets. But. That's right. My favorite part of this interview is fame and eating gumbo during the interview. <laughs> There's nothing no. wrong with that. No, the microphone picks it up really well when you. When you're well, I'm not. It. Hold I'm up your bowl. You're on right camera. Now. Hold up the bowl. Oh yeah, there is a camera in there. Look at that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that is a delicious. I don't know if bowl. I'm proud of you or just sorry for you. I so I have a problem. Are y'all born and raised Baton Rouge? Yes. Baton Rouge, yeah, that's right. Okay. Baton Rouge, yeah. And then Dave, our other co-host, who's wrangling his son somewhere around here. He he was born in Metairie. Grew up in Metairie. Metairie. Yeah. So uh, I live out in New Orleans right now, and I'm born and raised Lafayette. Okay. And I just started working with Delcom Direct Seafood, and yeah. this is our newest venture. Which venture. Is Hold the gravy is the name of our podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's uh, you know, it's it's talking all about Louisiana culture. Maybe a way to. Uh, uphold our culture to a little bit of a better standard at times and uh -huh. and really just trying to tell the rest of the world about what they're missing down here and, oh, yeah. and try to get them to come visit us sometimes and if not we'll take our ingredients and our music up to them whenever they're ready so that's right traveling the world and just repping louisiana while i can you know well, let us know if there's anything we can do to help because yep. we love what you're doing uh, we need a crossroad as much as possible, as long as it involves food and music, we're in. Absolutely. I think yeah. this is actually a first. This episode is probably going to be in two different areas, on yeah. two, under two different podcasts. Oh, so. that would be fantastic. That would be awesome. You're going to do your out outro or his outro? Who's outro? I know. Now we'll have to. We'll talk to our <laughs> editors, I guess. We can yeah. re-record our outro later if we have to. Yeah. <laughs> he usually comes. You don't want to know. Yeah. Our, our, our podcast consists of the first 15 minutes we just rip on each other. Yeah. Because we've known each other for so long. We and usually, then we talk gumbo. And then we talk gumbo. We usually just make fun of each other and then... Right. Uh, but no, you're right. I mean, one of the things that we... When we started this podcast, and this really, really is due to the creative genius of the guy next to me, but is we really just talk about gumbo. And gumbo, you... Gumbo is not one thing. Gumbo is so many things to so many different people. You said you live in New Orleans. Obviously, New Orleans gumbo, you're going to get a lot of different things than you are over here in the middle of Cajun country. And people in between, your dad's got a secret. He's pouring etouffee in his gumbo, which is something I've never heard of before, but I bet it's delicious. And everybody's got their own little secret. We got another guy who puts honey on his gumbo Ooh, right before he at serves the it. At very end. It's very good. Very end. And so, and everybody's got their own little tweaks and little magic tricks that they do. And so you can say we only talk about gumbo. We talk about everything. Right. Because gumbo is so broad. It, it is everything. It is. Gumbo equals everything. It's kind of... <laughs> it's, a, it's a unifying theory of life right there. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. what we're doing. We're really... We're down here in downtown New Iberia today just cracking the code. You know, opening that void. Opening that gumbo void. Letting people see what we're doing. They're probably, you know, scuba diving in Bayou Tesh of trying course. to, trying to sneak up on us. Like, yeah. what are they doing down there, you know? The meaning the meaning of life is in this bowl right here. Yeah. That's right. So where can I find you? Well, uh, you can, you, you know, I do, I do a lot of different things. Uh, I, I work in the music industry. I work in film production. Yeah. I work in event production. Uh, this is actually my festival right here, Fet Du Void. It happens in Oakdale, Louisiana. Nice. It happened last weekend. What? Yep. 
So you, you missed it. it, but we Up did there. it. I missed <laughs> it. They got a they got a prison there. I think they do. They do. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it's the white collar prison. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Edwin Edwards famously uh, yes. he rented a, an apartment there for a few years, as yeah. I recall. <laughs> yeah, it's you know there's a lot of little famous nooks and crannies all over this state. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, for those of y'all at home that have never been here, I guess we can just encourage you to come come hang out with us, come and kick it, come talk nonsense, whatever we're doing. Really, you know, we don't we don't really always have a plan, but. It yeah. ends up working out in the end. It'll be I think. fun. There's a guy. Did you meet? So he was at booth number one. He's a he's helping him out. He owns a restaurant in uh, what city? In Sherman, Texas. Sherman, Texas. Yep. He owns what's the name of the restaurant? You have a better Cackle memory. Cackle and Oink. Cackle. Ah. It's a barbecue place. Yeah, and he is a. Uh, I guess he won a Memphis. Uh, is it the ribs competition? Memphis in May. Memphis yeah, in May. Barbecue his first rib time competition. He won. And he's here. His bucket list was to come to this competition. Ah. He's never been to Louisiana. He's here. He was on the team that placed the final. I guess was a finalist, and uh, we had him on our show. And he's just loving. Wow. He's loving it right now. That's a big deal to place in barbecue. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's even bigger of a of a cook-off competition. I mean, he talked. He talked about the barbecue circuit, and I said, I bet the gumbo circuit is a little smaller than the barbecue circuit. But you know, and going back to what you said, I mean, there's so many people who come to Louisiana, and a lot of them want to come to Mardi Gras, and they want to go to New Orleans, and whatever, and and you know catch some beads and see some boobs and that sort of stuff but man when you get off the main roads in louisiana and you end up in a place like new iberia mamu or whatever oakdale for fed devoid you're going to end up (laughs) you're going to find a good cultural experience that's not one you see on tv you know it's it's going to be fun it's going you're going to get great food great music and you're going to meet great people uh and and it's not something that everybody not everything comes on a giant float lit up by led lights right <laughs> like endymion or something like that yeah. you know it'll probably raise an eyebrow or two you know if, yeah. you, if you catch yourself in one of those situations in in one of these places you know <laughs> just that's what it is that's what it's about and we were talking earlier about just how how popping it is right now in I this know. downtown and how good it is to see I the know. flow of people and all the downtowns all over the country that might be run down and depressing looking and just right. like man what happened here and to me it just it falls upon they must not have culture they must have lost that along the way along this sort of community sharing between right. their their families generations and i think that's really the most important part of this region and just continually like hey my grandpa told my dad this and my dad told me this and now i have to really do my my job to really spread it whatever it is yeah. food music doesn't matter it's just that's a great point. yeah etouffee food, that's, music, right. that's a great etouffee. point and uh well they had the kids competition and we actually got the judge yesterday uh that was amazing wow those gumbos we've judged six gumbos and we all said it that each one of those we would have gone into a restaurant and if that was served to us we would expect that's what we would get it's wow. that, it was that good we had no problems popping down some money for any one of those bowls of gumbo yep. right there. We they got them delicious. for free, and they were great. And he, like, he over overserved himself, and he almost got kicked out of the judging room. <laughs> but whatever. I had gone past judging, and I had just gone to eating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the rumor is there's 30,000 people that came here this weekend. Wow, yeah. man. That's, that's a lot. There ain't enough parking down here. I know. I know. They, Uber. they, should, uh, they have Uber here? Probably not. I don't know. They might. but Yeah, I didn't check from Lafayette it would be expensive yeah I know 
That's funny. Probably wouldn't make any money if you were the driver either. No. <laughs> yeah. Pay me in gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. We're pay paying me. our sound guy in gumbo. We haven't told him yet. <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess he'll hear this and he's like, y'all, why, y'all have why PayPal? his invoice didn't work. I know. Y'all have PayPal, uh, Venmo. I was like, well, I fed you three bowls of gumbo, man. Like you're Ven- good. Venmo. We said he said Venmo, and we said gumbo. Gumbo. Yeah, no you said gumbo. Yeah, we're good. I think he's right over there. But anyway, don't tell him. He's well, good. man. I can't thank y'all enough for just joining joining forces here at the end of a, yeah. a 2021 beautiful day here, really in New Iberia. I, for those of y'all who missed out, I guess you'll you'll catch us on the next time. But you should you should check this out, and you should you should try cooking your own gumbo at home, really. Oh yeah, and uh, you can order some seafood from from Delcom Direct Seafood. That's, That's right. We ship all over the globe straight to your doorstep yeah tell us about that because we need seafood yeah and i'm in texas so i need seafood well you do you do and that that man behind you mr wendell he he is the the port director and you can go on go on our website and i'll, I'll order, be there order fresh crab order fresh shrimp yep. straight from the gulf if you're ever around delcom for the first saturday of each month except the summer months and the winter months Wait what? Yeah, <laughs> there's sorry. It's like 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 eight out of twelve months they have a farmers market. Yeah, it's not the summer because it's too hot, and then it's not the winter because right. it's too cold. So well, it's only two if and it's two. Only in, if it's not in the summer, that means we can only do it in like December and January around here. Well, now. yeah, but you can literally take your ice chest, no matter how big or small it is, and wait in line on the dock, and no you can way. get shrimp dumped into your ice chest straight from the boat. Wow. Straight from the ice that he put it on, on his boat. So it doesn't matter what you need, Uh, you know, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, straight to your, straight to your ice chest, into your freezer. Yes. Pretty. Bring it straight, straight from my, his ice chest into my mouth. That's right. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? I mean, we might want to cook it first. No, no, no. What's the sushi where you just eat the shrimp raw? I do that. EB? Is that it? Ooh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. But I'll eat it raw. Whatever. I don't know. This isn't a Japanese sushi podcast. So. No. no. Yeah. I did eat a chicken heart yesterday in, a, in the kids' gumbo. I wasn't warned about that. It was good, though. There I ate a go. chicken heart. I didn't, I didn't. Who knew? But it was. they went for it. I guess it worked because I think they placed high. But anyway. All right. Well, look. Thanks for having us. This was awesome. Thank yeah. you all so much, man. It was really good to talk to you all. Hope, yeah. to, hope to run into your, your gumbo show down the road. And, That's uh, right. I have to send you all some invites to... Our festivals and and all kind of stuff we got going on all over the state, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gumboshow.us. And then whatever you do, please visit our Twitter. Fame and Runs our Twitter, and it's abysmal. (laughs) We need all the help we can get. (laughs) We do. We do. We need engagement. We need all of it. But also, we're also on Instagram at DA Gumbo Show, at Doug Gumbo Show. Check us out there, website, Facebook. We'll probably take a picture and post it on that that website or something. But go for it. All right. Thank you all yep. so much all right. again, yep. man. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Tell me your full name right quick before we get started. Dale Barlett. And what you're from Tom's River, New, New Jersey. Jersey. Mm-hmm. That's on the coast. It's right on the coast. And you're down here in New Iberia, Louisiana, competing in a world championship gung- gumbo cook-off. How long have you cooked gumbo with, with your family, with with your anybody? Fifty years. Wow. And was it? Did it take you to visit Louisiana first to understand what gumbo was, what maybe the cuisine was down here, or? Yes, I traveled to Baton Rouge and 
all throughout the South, and we love the, the cuisine down here. Did you did you travel for the music? Did you catch some festivals in Baton Rouge or down here? And well, we used to race cars, and we came through here. Nice, very cool. What what kind? You raced cars? No. <laughs> yeah, I raced cars for a long, a long time. Was it uh, was it drag racing? Yeah, top fuel and funny cars. We did not get into that though. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole nother video. <laughs> okay. And then that led you to gumbo, and that you well, tasted gumbo, and well, the story there goes quickly is. We got tired of being on the road so much and eating in the hotels and and, and restaurants. And uh, I'd cook every once in a while and the guys would really like it. And then the other pit crews would come over. And it got to be the point where when we're all traveling together, there'd be 20 or 30 guys eating in my trailer. Wow. So it was a tailgate experience, similar to how this is and similar to how we probably cook gumbo or any of our cuisine and it you know we we cook as a community we have a tent we have tables people come and they eat and it's probably very similar to how you experienced it very much so wow do you cook another kind of louisiana dish as well i cook a lot of louisiana dishes we cook uh, jambalaya shrimp and grits uh, chicken and black eyed peas blackened steak all kinds of things wow well, I'll tell you what, you did a good job on your gumbo. Well, Chef, I, I take that as a great compliment for you. I really do. And uh, we were sitting up here yesterday, and, and, and your wife came over and asked a question about something, and we helped her out, and, and she glowingly said, we're from New Jersey. And, <laughs> and we were like, oh, wow. And we just love that idea that you guys think enough of us to come down and uh, participate, but, but look, uh, you did a great job, and uh, we appreciate y'all coming to the uh, to the demo last night. And uh, we just wanted to talk to you and, and see, you know, we're, we're fascinated by you guys being from New Jersey. And um, the only other people we know are, are from Texas. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but, um, and, you know, just tell us uh, what you think about coming down here and... Um, not just your, your experience in general. Well, the people here are just so gracious and so nice. It's a little different than up north, I must admit. Um, and that's why I fell in love with the South, because it's a wonderful place. The, I can't say enough about the people and how nice they are, how polite they are. Uh, Walter is just a great guy. Uh, Mr. Voorhees helped me the first time I was here, and we stayed in touch all through the pandemic for the last couple years, and he wanted me to come down and try again. I'll probably come back one more time and try again. I don't like to lose. <laughs> Y'all are better cooks than I am. Yeah, look, let me tell you about uh, cook-offs. It's like winning the lottery, in my opinion. It, it, you, you don't know what, what the judges like or don't like, you know, but it, it's, it's about uh, having fun and uh, you know, uh, just going through the process and just experiencing it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's a lot harder to cook in a 15-gallon a or a 20-gallon pot than it is in a 4-gallon 
one on your stove. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yes. It's definitely. A, it's a. It's a bigger. It's intimidating. It, I think. It's a challenge. You the need quantity. To learn. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it changes things, and you have to have the right equipment first of all. And um, you know, but so it's just like anything else. You got. It's a. There's a learning curve, and you, you got to figure it out after a while. But um, you know, there's that pressure. Like you talked about the pressure, and then when it's all over, it's like you finish a finals or something. You know, you're done, and you know, and you might come out, you might not. But you know, it's just, just that that process of going through the the experience. So, what do folks in the Northeast think of of your your pot of gumbo? Well, we have a marina, and we cook at the marina, and people really like my food. Um, it's usually empty. My my pots are always emptied up there. That's a good sign. Yeah. I, and I enjoy it. I really, I enjoy watching the people's face when they taste it because it's something they haven't tasted before, and it has that uh, New Orleans or, or lower Louisiana taste to it. You know, it's, it's 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 a great taste. It really is. It's got the right color too. It was it was that light dark brown. You know, just just right there, perfect. It was it was really good. Well. I thank you, but it wasn't good enough. <laughs> I guess my taste buds, I don't, I, it's hard for me to really define what gumbo is better than another gumbo. I mean, for me personally, it's hard to have a bad tasting gumbo, but I guess that's just a, I, I, my taste buds might, might be a little bit biased just because of my family and all the, all the different dishes I've eaten from them, but Again, once it gets to a certain level of, hey, this is great and edible for me, it's, it's all good, you know? But I imagine that, you know, it's, it's our cuisine, is, it's not for everyone. No. You know, it's, uh, but certain people like it, either like it, I don't want to say you like it or you don't, you might like some things, you might not like other things, but it's just like us, you know, we grew up with this food, but maybe in the Northeast, they grew up with with three bean salad or something, I right. don't know, you know, but it, it's a different experience and it's just, a, you know, what you're accustomed to. Absolutely, I couldn't serve the gumbo I served here today. I couldn't serve it up north. They, it's too hot for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you all said, well, this isn't too hot. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and uh, that, that is another thing that uh, some people very, they just cannot handle heat. No. no. And, and, you know, we like to say it's not about the heat, it's about the seasoning, but um, at the same time, we like a little heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were just, we were just talking about that with a, another chef, and I guess seasoning the meat is, is a part of it, but not really throwing in too much cayenne or too much, too much of that. And I've kind of ran into that where I've, I've traveled to another part of the country, and they may have the word... Cajun this or blackened this or Creole this on their menu and to me it just seems like they threw a bunch of cayenne in there and didn't really season it with the proper garlic or the proper salt and pepper or you know all these other kind of additions that you put in your food that makes it savory instead of just hot just plain spicy it's like man like, like anything you should layer it Right. You need layer the flavors. You need to layer the seasoning. Okay. I'm sorry, Chef. You correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Absolutely. Just and uh, that, 
uh, you know, like uh, Chef Alex was saying yesterday, you know, you need to, if you're going to do something from scratch, don't do it all in one day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you debone your chicken one day or you do something else the next day. Uh, but yes, that's something that, uh, again, going back to, to uh, Emerald Lagasse, he used to say, you know, you season it at first and, and and like chef was saying last night you have to taste it you have to taste what you're cooking but you season the meat you season the sauce you season the the, the season the, the browning and uh and keeping track of it as you're going but yes absolutely you want to layer different flavors throughout and that's what gumbo is right I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it Absolutely. Even though you throw it all in the same pot, it's like there's a there's an order, there's a method to the madness, you know. Yeah. But let me ask you. Uh, so you're on the coast. What what kind of uh, seafood do you have? Guys have up there? Well, we have blue claw, of course. My brother's actually a commercial crabber, and uh, we uh, we have tuna and dolphin or mahi mahi, if you'd rather. Right. Uh, we don't eat well. People eat bluefish, right. speckled trout, stripers. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. We fish. Uh, we, have a, we have a good fishery up there. Wow. Wow. And, and that's something you know that we uh, down here we, we're specialized, but we're really concerned about our fisheries. You know, uh, it, it's really not difficult to overfish, uh, and, and you know we're trying to manage it, but. Um, and I think that's, I think we overfish here. Um, but up like in the Northeast, it just fascinates me. You know, you've got, you're right on the ocean and you have all these wonderful um, fish and species that you can catch. And down here, I don't know if it's like that up there, but it, it's almost like the federal government doesn't want you to fish. It costs, and I'm talking about commercially, uh, it costs so much for these guys to go out and catch snapper or grouper or wh whatever it is. It, it, and uh, you have to jump through so many hoops and the cost, the, the sheer cost, before you even get a fish in a boat, uh, it, it's just, it's just mind boggling. But I, I want to hear about that. Yeah, um, we have commercial fishermen, of course. We have a lot of recreational fishermen in my marina. They spend a lot of money to be on the water. Right. And they all, they all want to catch fish. But we have a lot of limits. Uh, we're allowed three bluefin tuna now. Right. That's right. it. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think our, our flounder has to be 17 or 18 inches. Uh, maybe 18 and a half now, actually. Our stripers have to be a limit. So there's a lot of limits to try to keep it better. Right. And striper fishing has come back. Um, when I was a kid, it was better, of course. Right. Right. Now, uh, what about uh, cod? Is it that's more northern or cold, yeah, yeah, right, cold, right. cold water fish. Yeah, I, that's one of the fish that uh, uh, this uh, this writer, Paul Greenberg, out of New York, he, he wrote a couple of books about seafood. And one of the things he looked at was how cod was uh, overfished, and he was just kind of monitoring whether some indication it was coming back. Uh, you know, it's just something we watch, try to keep an eye on. Um, it's it's kind of depressing, to be honest. You know, it'd be nice if it was worldwide. Right. 
It right. really would. Yes. That, that yes. would help our fishery if it was right. growing. Right. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, uh, you know, is, uh, is, it, is the bluefin or one of the tune is the, the most sought out the tune? I mean, you, it, it's almost gone. You know, it's almost yeah. We, we do get them off the East Coast, but they're rare and they have so many restrictions on, restrictions on them that uh, you have to let them go. Right. Yeah. We appreciate appreciate you coming down, and uh, we hope you had a good time, and uh, we enjoyed your gumbo. We really did. Thank you for thank you for gifting us that bowl. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't tell you how nice you all are down here, and I want again I want to thank Walter. He's just a wonderful guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we hope to see okay. you uh, open Tom, up in Tom's River soon. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> About two days, actually. <laughs> I'll I, I travel up to the northeast, so I, I'm gonna have to come and check you out. Eat at your marina. Is well, it what Dock Cider? Dock Cider Marina. But we don't have a restaurant there. Just you just cook for everybody. Gotcha. Well, I gotta hit it on the right day. Then there you come, go. Come one, and eat some more gumbo. One of the days we have a party. <laughs> Sounds good. There's, there's more parties to be had in the future, it seems. So I hope so. Well, thank you so much, Dale. I appreciate you for coming to sit down with us, man. Thank you all again. Thank you again so much for visiting Hold the Gravy Podcast. Special thanks to Louisiana Direct Seafood. If you are anywhere on this globe and need fresh Gulf seafood, please visit our website. We will send it right to your doorstep. Special thanks on this episode once again to my co-host, Wendell Verrett. Very soon... By the end of the month, you will be able to see our full videos of the Gumbo Series on our YouTube channel, Hold the Gravy Podcast. More to come. Thank you again so much for clicking on this podcast. My name is Hunter Romero. Until next time, see you soon. Stay tuned. Later this fall, we'll be live at the Bayou Tesh Museum doing episodes streaming from their newest exhibit titled Water Ways. Special thanks to the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce for putting on the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off. Thank y'all again so much. I appreciate y'all listening for clicking on this podcast. Hold the gravy down in Delcom, Louisiana. This is a project that's going to grow and grow, and we got some great people that are going to tell you the stories of our great state. Take care.